Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Layovers Podcast. I can't believe we're on episode 15. If you're not already signed up, go to thelayover.com. We send out a newsletter every single Thursday. You'll be the first to know when our themes are announced. Only one more episode until the end of August. And of course, if you like the newsletter or the podcast, share with friends, like, subscribe, comment. It makes my week reading all the responses to the email as well as the stories. Without further ado, in episode 15, Yasmina shares a story about the ongoing journey of silencing her inner critic so that her words and voice can be heard. I hope you all enjoy episode 15 of the Layovers podcast, More Intelligent People Than I. I came close to giving up on this one several times. The voices telling me that no one cares about what I have to say have been particularly loud and debilitating this week. But part stubbornness, part accountability means that this is the fourth draft of the story and to freestyle on this a little bit, this is also the fifth recording. I know what I want to say, but all I keep thinking to myself is, ugh, how meta of you, Yasmina. Ongoing is a fully-fledged internal dialogue on the validity of internal dialogues as experiences and captivating stories. Bruh, is this even what they're looking for on the podcast? The truth of it, though, whether I believe it by the end of this story or not, evidenced by whether or not I end up submitting it is that it has been a journey getting to this place of courage and isn't that the making of a story? I got a protagonist and antagonist and all, plot twists and turns and all, but I'll get there. I confessed to a mostly virtual friend earlier over this quarantine period that I believe in my voice until it's time for it to be heard. When I sent her the message, the first well-thought-out pitch I'd ever submitted had just been accepted, and I was having anxieties about the visibility it was going to receive. It was part, no one's going to read it, part, people have already written this, part, I am terrified of being dragged online if I fuck this up, but I wrote it, and it was published, and ideals of success aside which I now realize I've conflated with virality, it went pretty well. I got reacquainted this year with my passion for prose and told my partner over one of our nightly virtual communions that I wanted to be more intentional about it. My mostly virtual friend had also challenged me to be more intentional about it. So for reasons of accountability, I created a spreadsheet with all the things I wanted to write in all the platforms I wanted to write for. I had manifested that writing would become primary in my life, and this was all part of preparing for the things I prayed for. My partner was excited at the prospects. He often reminds me how important my voice is, how it's brought things to light for him. I always tell him that there are louder, more poetic, more intelligent voices, voices with clearer transmissions. Voices that are not being broken up by unstable Wi-Fi. He giggles half-heartedly at the joke. I think mostly because he loves me and then reminds me that knowledge has responsibility. 
I'm used to talking to myself or monologuing over a video call about whatever it was that blew my mind or offended me that day. Writing in my journal and keeping my thoughts like secrets in inconspicuous folders on the draft section of my blog. Creating an echo chamber of my own learning and unlearning. I keep my W collection like a secret too. Sometimes I keep it even for myself because the more time passes without the success I had hoped to see, that is, a viral overnight sensation, the more I convince myself that having a book out was a matter of right place, right time. What you thought you were actually good at this stuff. Every day I think of it, I have to remind myself to celebrate my past self because she actually did that. She actually made her nine-year-old dreams come true. So who am I to rain on that parade? And why am I so good at invalidating that achievement? With my new dreams of freelance writing, with all these ideas for pitches and essays, my favorite form of self-deprecation is I thought a bitch with range had something to say. It's a good way to procrastinate. Fastest way to self-sabotage. It seems easier not to try at all than to try and fail at my passion. And it is also really fucking scary to be dragged. But not enough of us have the humility to be corrected when we are wrong and to grow from the correction. I'm learning not to be ashamed for not knowing yesterday what I know today. And I'm learning to give others the same grace and a split second after my partner tells me my responsibility and the importance of my voice. After the exhaustion of that moment, considering the possible repercussions, considering how I will grow from those repercussions, I think, yeah, I am a bitch with range. And I do have a lot to fucking say. And so here I am, saying all the things on my heart. I write this and more ideas begin to float in my head of more things I would like to write, things I believe need to be written. Things that my voice knows how to articulate. I've been told my voice sounds like water, and as I write this, I choose to believe that. I choose to take up the responsibility of knowledge, and I think that I am courageous enough to let it reach whoever it will reach without expectation, except to give someone something to think about. And if not that, then at least my watery voice can lull someone into calmness. In this moment, I am courageous enough to believe that my voice will make a difference in someone's day or in that particular moment of their day. But then I'll get to the submission page and I'll sit there until the last minute, doubting again whether I've been fooling myself, debating whether God really gave me the gift of words or whether I just like the sound of my own self-righteousness, but only when it goes unchallenged. And then I'll consider that I may not know what the hell I'm talking about anyway, so what's the point? I'll close my laptop and open it up again, add a sentence and close it again, sit on the phone with my partner, have him read it, have him edit, delete most of the paragraphs and rewrite and review and go to bed tired and with a migraine, discouraged and defeated into settling for things I do not fear because I do not aspire to them. This part here is part of my fifth edit. I've resolved myself to rant because this is the format the story wanted to take. 
Each section represents different moments between deciding to write this and deciding whether to share it. I don't think I have a responsibility here if not for myself, but that is a hell of a responsibility and I am great at holding grudges. I'll be here, trying to do good by me, until a minute before the deadline, with my partner on the other side of the video call encouraging me gently, and I will go through the worst case scenarios in my head again and decide to press send, or not, and the rest is history. Until the next pitch, or next article, or who knows, maybe the next book. And I'll go through this journey all over again. The protagonist and antagonist are myself, but I'm getting ahead of myself because I'm still here wondering if I'm going to let you hear this goddamn story or not. Gotta take it moment by moment, overcome self-imposed barriers moment by moment. I can't say I've found tricks to overcome it because I'm still out here antagonizing myself. Thank you all so much for listening to episode 15 of the Layover Podcast. For more from Yasmina, you can check her out on both Twitter and Instagram at Y-A-S-M-E-E-E-N-E-R. As always, thank you for taking precious time out to listen. Thank you for being such an engaged community. I'm so excited for September's theme. I think we're going to get some really, really juicy stories. There is still time to submit for August. If you've ever dealt with imposter syndrome, we'd love to hear your story at thelayover.com slash submit. We'll see you all for the final episode next week. <laughs>